right. Welcome back to another podcast episode, Podcasts of Farming Assets. If you've joined us for the first time, fantastic. Welcome. We're excited to have you. If you like the content, give us a thumbs up. Feel free to subscribe and feel free to share us as well. Don't keep a secret and give this podcast a link to other friends, family, and colleagues. Again, this is all for you guys and feel free not to keep us a secret. Share this episode with everybody you possibly can. All right. Welcome back to today's episode. Welcome to Farming Assets Podcast. If you are new to this to this podcast, well, welcome. We're excited that you're here. The whole design of this podcast is really to help go through current events, go through topics that deal with what we call economic termites, which are inflation, taxes, laws and regulations, debt, and then the issues of the time that these termites eat away at our wealth, that really these termites are things that we work so hard to build an income and build wealth and savings and retirement accounts and businesses and all this fun stuff. But these are all termites just you know that are silent killers of our wealth. Just like when you have a termite problem, you realize that the you have a termite problem after the damage has already been done. And so what Farming Assets is designed to do is to talk about these issues, but how to address these issues, but also read between the lines of current events and saying, hey, should I be worried? Is this fear-mongering? Or is this something that we really need to be addressing and how? Now, again... I don't pose myself as an expert economist. I don't pose myself as an expert in pretty much anything other than a common sense business owner that focuses on helping people understand the assets they have, understand how the IRS views those assets, and how to organize those assets to reduce taxes. And so farming assets is about that. It's about what assets make the most sense for me to spend time on. Now, when you think about farming, there are certain crops that you can plant today and a few months later you can you can yield the crops right you can you can harvest them such as strawberries or wheat or corn right but then there's some crops that you take some time you plant them today and you know it's going to take some time to harvest them such as grapes such as not just grapes to eat but grapes to turn into wine and to yield that benefit of that asset later on when it's finally fermented in its wine or how, how about citrus trees or nut trees, right? But once they have matured, they will always yield fruit. You don't have to replant them. And so assets are the same way. Now, today's episode is, and we've been talking about this in in some other of our our episodes and some of our other social media channels, as well as our conversations with, with our clients, is China. China, what's what's the big deal with China? What's going on with China? And, and there's a lot of things coming out today. We hear a lot of things about the United States and how our, we're going to go in this recession and then de-dollarization and blah, 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 right? Well, let's take a look at, and it's an update on China and the issues that China is having today. So in an article on Epoch Times, this was July 7th, so very, very recent, China's economy is in big trouble. Miles Yu and Janet Yellen's trip to China. Okay, so this was the beginning of the month of July when Yellen went to China. China has been playing hard to get for the last several months, and they would not talk. Now they sort of relented, and so they agreed to talk with American high-level cabinet members on matters that are vital to both nations' economies. Now, let me clarify. The United States does not need China. 
Okay, we've positioned it as we need China. What benefit is China to the United States? Think about it. What is created in China? Manufacturing. So their labor costs are very inexpensive, right? That is the big draw. And they have such a huge population that we can consistently see reduced labor costs. Now, the problem with China is that they're not consumerisms. They're, it's a communist country. People are not free to do the things that they want to do like they are here in the United States. Okay, The reason why they relented is because China's economy is in big trouble. They need the West much more than the West needs China. Boom, drop the mic, baby. In this episode, so well, it's not this episode, me, but this is the, what the article is saying. Let's see here. Miles Yu heads the China Center at the Hudson Institute and serves as former advisor on China to U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo. We just, The U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen's trip to China is possible outcomes in the current state. Now, okay, let's go to the next next article. Okay, next article that was that was a video. Next article is the next day, July eighth. And it says China's economy is in big trouble and investors should get out, Miles Yu said. Okay, let's talk about this. American companies should reconsider their investment in China as the country's economy is in serious trouble with a struggling non-state sector, said Miles Yu, a senior fellow and director of the China Center at Hudson Institute. China has been playing hard to get for the last several months and they would not talk. Now they relented and agreed to talk to high-level... Same quote as the previous article. Now, the U.S. Secretary, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen traveled to Beijing to meet with China's Premier Li Yang. I, I don't know if I pronounced that correctly. I apologize. Who has recently been tasked to revive China's COVID lockdown battered economy by Chinese Communist Party. All right. The reason why they relented is because China's economy is in big trouble, said Mr. Yu. They need the West much more than the West needs China. So they're being a little bit more realistic this time around in the conversations. Now, a key difference between U.S. and the Chinese economy model, according to you, is that the Chinese is willing to crack down on the non-state sectors to ensure state control, even if that means shutting down the main driver of China's economy, which we saw that with COVID, right? We certainly saw that. And we're actually seeing that in Chinese authorities raiding American companies that have Chinese citizens working in those countries and shutting those, those businesses down. The Chinese economy is pretty predatorial. It benefits from the international free trade system and almost its entire economy growth in the last 20 to 30 years has come from non-state sectors. No, duh. That's what communist happens. That's what happens when you're a communist country. You need the U.S. and you need us to to want to purchase goods and services, which is this is why this is not for this episode. This is why we got off the gold standard and created a debt security, meaning dollars, is because we need to be able to grow the wealth of the country, quote unquote, with inflation being lower. The Fed's goal is 2%. But if you're familiar with the rule of 72, where you take a percentage and divide it into 72, and then the answer is how many years it takes that the money to double or to reduce. So if you're, the Fed's goal is 2%, divide that into 72, that means a dollar in 36 years is going to be worth 50 cents. 
And 36 years from there is going to that 50 cents is going to be worth a quarter. So that's how the 2% inflation works. So now if we're at a 4% inflation and you divide 4% into 72, then that means we're going to have in 18 years, your dollar is now going to be worth 50 cents. And then 18 years later, your 50 cents is going to be worth a quarter. Okay. So this is the problem, but what happens with debt securities and not having a gold standard, and this is a sidebar conversation. Again, I'm not an economist expert. I'm just a random dude who's interested in this stuff. And I look at things from a logical perspective of what it means to you and I. So if we go off gold and we go to debt, and so we see inflation reduces the power of the dollar or the value of the dollar, what do we have to do? We have to take our goods and services, the cost of things that we purchase, and we have to put them in areas to reduce the cost of those goods and services, hence Chinese manufacturing. Now, why is China so much more valuable than Russia? Both are communist countries because Russia doesn't have a billion people. Plain and simple, they don't have a billion people. That that's really the only difference. Now, Russia has something over China, and that's their resources of oil. Now, Russia has a much larger resources of oil than China does. And so they value that, which is why Russia thrives, is because pretty much the entire European continent uses Russia for their oil resources. Now, the rest of the West world uses Chinese for manufacturing. Plain and simple. This is why when you read articles or you see how the wealthy or if you live on the West Coast and you see a lot of Chinese exchange students in high school, that's because the wealthy are trying to get their kids out of China. They're trying to get their money out of China. This, this is why there's so much real estate being purchased on the West Coast. Cash. Okay. Now, for nearly three years, the name of the curbing of the spread of COVID, China's authorities were placing entire towns and cities under lockdown if they reported a few cases of infection. Millions of people were forced into overcrowded quarantine camps for just living the same apartment building. And in fact, why would China act so aggressively? Well, let's think about it. Because they created the COVID virus with the U.S. help and funding, of course, we know that. I'm not going to be blinded to the reality of the U.S.'s involvement. and uh, But the reality is, is that they understood it because they made it. So those zero COVID restrictions basically shut down their economy, which did affect us because now what happened to our goods and services? Supply and demand. We have more demand, less supply. So that creates what? Inflation. It's basic economics. You learn this in your very first year of economics. And when you take Econ 101 in high school, you talk about this is the first thing you talk about. Now, here's the other issue. The Chinese are trying to create a middle class. The United States is trying to get rid of the middle class. The Chinese are trying to create a middle class. Huh? Head scratcher. Why? Because the middle class are the ones that consume the most. Just flat out. The lower class don't consume as much because their rep, their income are and, and what they have to live on are needs necessities, right? The basic needs. And so what is the cheapest thing for most people in lower income in the United States is fast food, processed food. What's the least healthy food? Fast food, processed food. So that's why there's a lot of health issues with the lower income. 
Okay. Now, when you go higher income, they're going to spend their money on whatever. It's the middle class that consumes and drives an economy. So it's crazy. Our government's trying to reduce middle class because the power the middle class has. The government wants power. So the middle class are trying to reduce. What's China trying to do? Increase a middle class so they can have what? Consumers. But it's really hard to take decades and decades of communist regime of telling people what they can and cannot do to all of a sudden tell them, oh, you're free to purchase stuff. (laughs) Good luck with that. So it's affecting China's development model when it comes to moving people from the outskirts in rural areas into the cities. And so the real estate, they're having issues with real estate in the urban areas. Because the rural land is owned by the state because of agriculture. And so people, if they don't own that, they try to move into the cities, which is why their cities are so highly populated and dense. But that affects their real estate, which affects what happens, which affects their ongoing dollars, which affects control. So when the communist government of Chinese government says, hey, we're going to lock down this, this town. Well, you got millions and millions of people in a small square mile, not a square mile, but a squalled small density area. And that is control. Gee, what's our government trying to do? The same thing. You go to any downtown, what's happening? Large condos and apartments are trying to create more density. Oh, we want this urban feeling. No, you want control. You want control. Wake up. Okay. Now, China's another article by Epoch Epoch Times is China's premier holds meeting with experts to save economy. Analysts say root cost systematic with communism. Ah, interesting. Folks, a lot of this is really just common sense. You look at the basis of what communism is. You look at the United States and what our government's trying to do. And it's not rocket science. The quote-unquote elite in our country are those that try to overthink or they try to underthink and try to prove that they're smart by saying outlandish things like when Powell was saying, oh, it's this this inflation, it's transitory. What the heck's that mean? No, it's basic economics, sir. You take trillions of dollars, you throw it into the economy. You have low interest rates. It's easy for things. You have a shutdown of the economy. You have short supply and you have great demand and everybody has all this money. Duh. That's the basics of economy. Again, I'm not an economic expert, but I'm just going back to high school, back to college, thinking about econ and thinking about what this means. So the dollar value of China's export plunged 12% in June. From a year ago, a far bigger drop than expected of a 9.5 decline is what Reuters poll and the 7.5% annual decline in May. Imports for China declined 6.8% in June from a year ago, worse than expected, which should have been a 4% is what they were expecting. Okay. Now, China's exports contracted. Now, a lot of this due to the United States in manufacturing and our desire to consume what's happening to a lot of these companies. They're moving manufacturing where? Away from China. They're going to other areas in the Southeast Asia. They're going to the South America. They're even coming back to the States and producing. 
Texas is a beneficiary of a lot of this, where a lot of the chip making now is being moved to Texas because of why? Logistics. It's in the United States. Who's the number one consumerism of these products? United States. Now, based on population versus consuming, the highest percentage is here in the United States. You can make the argument that people in China buy more phones. Well, there's more people. You can make the argument people in India buy more phones. There's more people in India. Okay. But if you look at population based on purchasing and the wealth creation, the United States is the number one consumer in the world. Okay. So you look at that, that's basics. That's very basic. You don't need to have a degree to understand this stuff. You really don't. So if you have Texas as an example, it's here in the States, but where is it? There's plenty of land, so it's not landlocked. Okay, so you don't, you're not in California where you have mountains and rivers and oceans that create supply and demand or value of land issues. Okay, so it's it's not expensive to build a building on a mountain because you don't have mountains. It's mostly flat land. Okay, so and it's in the center of the country. It's the center of the country. So to get goods and services from Texas to California, it's three and a half hours to get air flight. From, from Texas to the East Coast, it's three and a half hours. Texas to Washington State, three and a half hours. Texas to New York, three and a half hours. It's just basic logistics, folks. It really is. It really is. And, and there's more people moving to Texas because of jobs, the economy here. Okay? So it's not real rocket science. You don't need to have a degree or have some special title to understand the basics of what is happening. Now, the dollar value in China, let's see here. Let's go here. Growing divergence. So the Custom Bureau pointed to growing divergence in China's trade as trade with economies in Southeast Asia and its Belt Road partners outperformed trade with the United States and European Union. China and the Association of Southeast Asian Nations are in negotiations to deepen a free trade area partnership and full implementation of the Regional Comprehensive Economic Partnership. What the heck's that mean? What they're trying to do is trying to create more trade partners than other than the United States. But the problem with that is Europeans don't spend money like the U.S. Australia doesn't spend money like the U.S. Southeast Asia doesn't spend money like the U.S. <laughs> China's exports to the U.S. plunged 24% in June to $42.7 billion from a year ago, while imports fell per 4%, which was $14 billion. That's according to CNBC calculations. Okay. And I'm, by the way, I'm on an article on CNBC. So we're not using a right wing Epoch Times article. Now we're using a left wing liberal media CNBC. So what I'm trying to prove here is not about politics, it's about basics of economics. Okay. The basics of economics, domestic demand, looking ahead, the headwinds facing the external sector remains strong, which calls for policy support towards the domestic demand is what the Chinese are saying. China's leaders are, have signaled they are likely to be judicial in targeting in their policy support. So this is why you hear a lot of conversation about the de-dollarization, but the reality is, is that the dollar is going to be as stronger than it ever has been. Why? Because when you look at the folks and we go listen to our other episodes on the de-dollarization, I'm not going to go into all that. But when you look at it, 
is that it comes back to, to consumerism again. It comes at, back to communism again. It comes back to the, the European Union is the second currency traded among uh, behind the dollar. But what has the European Union lost? We've done an episode on in our social media on the 10 weakest currencies and the 10 strongest currency. Guess what's not there? The won or yon. Okay, so what is there? The U.S. dollar is number 10. The British pound is in there, okay, which is, I think, at five, if I remember correctly, on the strongest currency list, okay? So when you look at the people who are trying to join this quote-unquote BRICS, India is even having second thoughts because India wants to focus on the rupees and the strength of their currency. And the reality is that they're one of the few GDP-growing nations in the list of BRICS. So the same reason why Britain left or the England left the European Union, it kind of left Germany holding the bag because Germany is really the the strongest economy in the European Union, and they're kind of holding the bag for everybody. The U.S. dollar, it just makes sense for it because of our transparency. Well, financial transparency, right? For our ability for consumerism. Right. There's a whole bunch of things that that we have decades and decades of understanding and we're not a communist country trying to control the strings and manipulate aspects. So according to Reuters, also more of a liberal China economy data slightly likely to show recovery is fading quickly. Recovery is fading quickly. And I can go into this article more and more, but it's all the same numbers. But the reason why I'm going through this is because I'm showing you this is known around. You go back to CNBC, China reports second quarter GDP miss another record high in youth unemployment. So now we're looking at additional data talking about the youth and unemployment in in China. Where do you think those youth are going to go? Where they can have a lifestyle, where they can have a living where, where's that by any chance? Anywhere but China. So you'll start seeing them go to more of Europe. You'll see them come to the States. You'll see them go to South and Central America, maybe not Central America, but certainly South America. You see a lot going to Africa because Africa is a burgeoning economy in cer- certain of the countries there. They're going to go anywhere other than where they're at and, and have the ability to be somewhat free. To make a decision. Hey, I want to buy this today. Oh, cool. I can do that without somebody saying you have to buy this or you can't buy that. So the China youth unemployment hits a record high. Why? Because of manufacturing, because of the shutdown, because the lack of trust. Same with our youth here in the States where they, they, they're they starting to distrust well, I guarantee you our, our government certainly has earned it because of the constant lies. So it's just interesting where when we look at and we're talking about China, how a lot of times it has been talked about that we're we're going to be beaten by China. <laughs> no, we're not. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Unless our country becomes communist, then China is screwed there too. Because <laughs> they only exist because you and I like to buy things, plain and simple. And they make it least expensive. And therefore, 
we can buy things less expensive, which allows us to have more wealth and we can spend more money on other things. Plain and simple. It's the basics of economy, which is why capitalism and free trade in the United States thrives and creates the world economy. The U.S. goes down, the world goes down. And that's not doom and gloom. That is not fear-mongering. So if you like the way your lifestyle works today, maybe you should think about when we're going into the politics and going into the elections coming up and we start looking at local governments, we start looking at things, maybe we should start thinking about things that are more pro-American, things that are more based on our freedoms and based on what we can do and, and what we want to do. Not some other country's theory of communism or some other country trying to figure out what to do. It doesn't work, which is why so we have such brain drain. We, we drain other countries' brains, meaning that their smart people come where? Here. They come and study in our, our colleges. They come and work here in our country for American companies. Okay, not all of them, of course. I'm not, this is not a broad stroke, but just think about it. Think about it. Okay. Just put your thinking cap on and look at it from a logical perspective of what it truly means to be communist and what it truly means to have a free market and a republic like the United States. So anyways, I, I find this stuff very interesting as a layperson. Again, I'm not an expert, which is probably why I find this interesting and have a different viewpoint or maybe a same viewpoint, because they, quite honestly, we're starting to see something similar because you you can only lie to yourself so much or become, becomes pretty obvious, especially if you're in more of the public eye. So anyways, hopefully this was interesting to you. If you haven't subscribed yet, hit the subscribe, subscribe at us, share us with your other friends and family and colleagues. We're here to try to provide you with information, a different thought process. We're not trying to be political or anything. We're trying to be business-minded. So as a business owner, when you think about this kind of stuff, this stuff really should help you understand your business and what decisions you need to make in your business. Focus on your business. Don't focus outside your business. Focus on your business. That's what's gotten you to be successful. Continue to do so. So my name is Robert Wolf. I'm an asset coach and tax strategist, and you're listening to my podcast, Farming Assets. Thanks so much. Make it a great day. All right, welcome back to another podcast episode, Podcast of Farming Assets. If you've joined us for the first time, fantastic. Welcome. We're excited to have you. If you like the content, give us a thumbs up. Feel free to subscribe and feel free to share us as well. Don't keep a secret and give this podcast a link to other friends, family, and colleagues. Again, this is all for you guys and feel free not to keep us a secret. Share this episode with everybody you possibly can.